talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season four, episode two, Failing Down. Down. <laughs> down, 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 down. Gets me so down, 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 down. Jamie, this episode was um kind of annoying for me. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I didn't I didn't hate it. I just thought Pacey is just get becoming very unlikable. <laughs> Every time Pacey has a mentally bad day, you are on him like white on rice. Look. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I'm just so confused about like how everybody's so in love now with the two of them together because like i understood it last season but this is the second episode where he picks a fight with her for no reason other than because he's so insecure he's he's scared and embarrassed and ashamed and he doesn't want to i don't know he he's not sharing but he's in a mood and that's what you do with the people you're closest to you pick fights with them how many times have i done that how many times have you done that when you're close to somebody you don't talk you fight. That's just what happens. I understand Pacey. So but they're just I'm not but, mad they're, at him. but they're brand new. And mm-hmm. the way they're he's several months old and they're they're a couple that have literally lived with each other for three months on a tiny I don't care. Boat. It's red flags all over the okay. place. Okay. <laughs> all right, Steven. All right. <laughs> and poor Joey is just like getting the like the brunt of it. And I'd be like, I like I like that she calls him out, though. I yeah, like well, that's that. that's the whole point with the communication. And that's how they end up, you know, talking about it at the end of the episode. Is she calls him out on it. It wakes him up and he realizes what he's doing. And then they have the conversation after he pulls his head out of his ass. But that's just, this is normal. This is totally normal, you know? Normal behavior. Well, they're also they're also kids, so. Exactly. We can't, we, we have to keep that in mind that these are supposedly just teenagers still crazy with their emotions and hormones they're not uh they're not mature beings with wisdom and experiences like we are these days you know we handle things differently then than we would handle them now because we have experienced life at this point you know we are very wise (laughs) we are wise um i don't know i just feel like they're writing him backwards now like they're making him like season two pacey when he was with andy where everything is like Woe is woe is Pacey. Everything's a fucking problem. And I knew I knew that this is this is where your head was gonna go as soon as you saw him having a struggle. But uh I mean, I get him. He's freaking out. He didn't think about it and and now he's like, crap, I'm in this relationship with this beautiful woman who's gonna leave me if I can't get it together and I can't get it together. So now he's freaking out and he's overwhelmed and he's scared that he's gonna lose everything. So what's he do? He runs away. This is normal for him. But now that he's got her, he can grow again. So I feel like we've, we're really getting to see Pacey's growth as a character, as a person. You know what I mean? In the beginning, he's the jokester who doesn't take anything seriously. And then we see him mature. And then, you know, he gets everything that he needs. And he he's hit with like another really big issue that can alter his life. And he has to grow again. You know what I mean? So I just, I love Pacey's character growth. I don't care what you say. Maybe my mind will change as we continue watching this season, but a lot happens this season, I believe. I'm pretty sure he also gets emancipated. Isn't that a thing? Pretty sure he gets emancipated. Am I, I making that remember. up? I don't even remember. 
Our listeners are like, yes, he does. (laughs) Or they're like, no, what are you talking about? I could be getting things confused with another show. So just bear with me a second. I'm going to (laughs) check. Because he gets issues with, um, doesn't he or does he not? I don't think so. Then what am I thinking of? I don't know. All right. We'll just take all the emancipation stuff out because I don't remember it. But there was a point that I was making and maybe it's not that. It was, you have somebody who doesn't live at home. He can't live with Dougie. Because Dougie's doing the bachelor thing. So now he has a sister Gretchen and him. And they're the only ones. So they have to, you know, get a place that they can afford. Pacey needs a job, right? Pacey can't have a job because now he has to go to school full time. And then work bonus hours after school to catch up on the classes he failed. He's freaking out. How can he work and keep a roof over their heads, you know, and his boat in the water if he can't even do that because he's got to go to school. Because technically being a student is his first job. But... He doesn't have the normal, typical family household where he doesn't have to worry about those things. So, so technically, he should be at home with his family. His yeah, father but... could get in so much trouble. He's the Probably. like chief of police, but he's also the yeah the sheriff or the chief of police. So, but it's also his own fault for not looking at his report card before sailing for three months and like. I don't know. It's he might not have gotten his report card. Didn't he say he's like, well, I was only there for about three days after graduation, and then I, they set they set free, they set sail, right? So no, after not graduation, three days after the or after, school year or something. Yeah, after the whatever it was, they yeah, weren't like, there. Didn't... Wasn't there for long. They left quickly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he left like pretty much right after. Um. All right. Well, I'm glad that you know we're all hyped up about this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm but, I'm hyped. I will. I'm I came pre- ready to prepare to defend Pacey. <laughs> I came prepared. Well, before we get into the episode, why don't we do a quick catch up? Okay. What did you do over the weekend? Did you do anything fun? Yeah. So actually, it was my best friend's bachelorette party, mm. and we went. We had a house like down in Wildwood, right next to the bay. It was beautiful. Beautiful oh, nice. weekend yeah um we went to a winery for lunch and got this really awesome bottle of wine and this hoodie which you guys can't see but it's a cock (laughs) (laughs) it says on the back wild cock um oh i like it yeah so it's uh it's awesome so i got this bottle of wine it's i forget the flavor i think it's like blueberry and i don't know it's (laughs) freaking delicious okay so it says wild cock right on it <laughs> we had a theme and it was cock apparently this weekend Let me see how many times i can say the word cock <laughs> in this <laughs> in this recap um but it was great i had we had a lot of fun and it was like real low-key we didn't do the whole stripper thing or the club thing or anything like that it was you know we were really simple we went to a bar we went out to a winery for lunch and been tipsy since like 10 a.m so it was great <laughs> that's always fun yeah good that's it uh that's <laughs> that's it? that was like <laughs> all weekend it was the full weekend saturday and sunday yeah, so we yeah friday night and then saturday was where we did everything and then sunday is when we cleaned and left so oh nice well that's good at least you got to like go away and be with a group of people you know yeah and relax yeah and get drunk <laughs> Well, I didn't really get too drunk. I watched everybody else get drunk, but I got a little buzz with that wine. It was really good. I don't know if I would like blueberry wine. I don't like, I don't like, like, um, no, it's good. Like when something's like strawberry flavored, I don't like that. I'd rather just drink like 
a regular white wine or something. I don't know. Um, well, for me, um, I was excited because Friday, the new Halloween Ends movie came out. Yes. So I watched that. And um, then BravoCon was happening. And I wanted to go so bad. But nobody else I know watches Bravo. So I didn't want to go by myself. Plus the tickets were like so ridiculously expensive. But I was like, maybe next year. Maybe next year I'll go. But I was keeping up with everything. Beverly Hills Housewives. OC Housewives. New Jersey, Potomac. Salt Lake City. um, uh, Dubai. Below Deck. Um, <laughs> All I hear is wah, 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 wah. no idea what you're talking about, but okay. Well, everything Bravo related, I was keeping up on Instagram and watching everybody's stories. It was fun. I was excited to um, hear like news that's happening. They like they're rebooting the New York cast and they have all new women and they're all like influencers. So I don't know how that's going to go, but no, I had like a pretty low key weekend. I don't really do that much. I was just kind of like doing whatever that was my goal i took off on friday and justin was off on friday and i was like look uh don't bother me today because uh BravoCon's happening and i am not there and you're not watching anything in the bedroom because i'm watching the new halloween movie <laughs> and we ended up watching it together and it was a very weird movie <laughs> it was very very weird so i'm looking forward to watching the new movie. yeah I think you should watch it and let me know what you think. So we'll see about that. Um, but we're recording on a Monday, which is interesting. We never record on a Monday, really. Yeah, like, I know. We have this like is, a guest on. <laughs> this has been a very interesting couple of weeks. Our schedules are still all screwed up, um, but it's okay. We'll get through it. But um, <laughs> wait, you know what? I'm like really interested right now in uh, on YouTube. What? <laughs> Um, people who go to yard sales or thrifting and then they resell everything on eBay. <laughs> I like, I suck at doing all of that, like thrift shopping and eBay. I only go on when there's like something really specific that I'm looking for and I can't find. I don't know. It's not a thing. They make these people make a living doing it. Well, bless them. <laughs> like That's this crazy. one lady that I watched, she, her husband quit his job. And they have like a whole business in their in their garage, and they're from Kentucky, but they're really cute. And I'm like always interested in seeing what they're buying. But it is a lot of work. I feel like it's a lot of work for what they're doing. Like they travel really far to go to like yard sales and stuff. I'm like, I don't have the like energy to drive that far. I mean, are they making decent money or profit off of doing all of that? Is it worth it, or is it just something they they like to do? No, they. It's their it's their full time job. Like they'll find like a bag that's worth like a thousand dollars at like a Goodwill or something and sell it. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Or like an old shirt from like the eighties and they'll sell it for like five hundred dollars. So I don't know. I don't know how much eBay gets in that. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. I used to be on eBay a lot back in the day. And yeah, same. I have a what is his name? Harry Styles Rolling Stone. I don't know if I told you this. I have, a, I have a Harry Styles Rolling Stone magazine that I found while I was cleaning. And it goes for like $70 on eBay. And I was like, I should really try to sell this and see if I can get anything for it. <laughs> but I'm like, I have to take pictures and list it and all this stuff. <laughs> but it's like, it's not hard. No, I've sold stuff on Marketplace. It's not hard to sell things. I just, I don't know. I stopped using eBay because there are a lot of like, I don't want to necessarily say scammers, but 
they're selling things that are not like described in the pictures you know what i mean yeah i had that recently with something too and the girl replaced it right away most people do but sometimes people just don't even want to like do all of that you know what i mean it's such a pain in the butt i don't know yeah ebay's like it's i don't know Someone else was telling me that they didn't want to sell stuff on eBay either because they said it was going to be a scam or there's a lot of scammers out there. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, they do protect you as a seller. So I don't know. They should protect you. I don't know. It's just like I I know I'm very particular when I use eBay. I know what I'm looking for. I know like what to look at and always read the comments and the reviews before you purchase anything from anybody. Yeah, I recently just bought something and when I got it, it looked damaged and I was really disappointed in it. And then when I looked at when I looked back at the actual auction or the the item or whatever, the listing, it did say like as is or whatever. And it, it did point out like the actual. Yeah. Box. And, they and I was like, I don't even remember seeing this. I probably just saw it for like a decent price and just bought it right away. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that's what I'm into right now. Um, but no, nothing else is new. But I guess we could just get right into the episode. Well, let's do it. <laughs> it's a Monday. We have like nothing to really talk about. <laughs> it was like, you know what it was, Jamie? Today was like a really weird day. Um, yes, I think no, we I both thought. said that. Yeah. Um, I was like very just antsy this morning and like a little cranky and just, I don't know. I got some news today and I just didn't want to deal with it. And then I did my workout. And um, work was kind of annoying. <laughs> Usually is. I don't know. But anyway. All right. Well, do you want to get into this episode? I'm waiting on you. Let's do it. I'm excited. All right. So this week we're recapping season four, episode two, Failing Down. Aired October 11th, 2000. Written by Tom Capinos and directed by Sandy Smolin. All right. So we open at Capeside High and we see Joey and Pacey. They're walking together outside to class. And I noticed that Katie Holmes looked really, really skinny. Like she looked- I feel like she's always been kind of skinny, but I feel like she's growing. Like you can see in her face that her like she's losing that like softness of youth. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I miss that. No, I don't. I don't know. Like her face is I don't thinning. Know that. I don't know. No, you're right. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's, I think, I think you're right. (laughs) She's missed. She's losing her baby fat. (laughs) I feel like this is like when she was making more movies in Hollywood and they were like, you got to keep your weight down, Katie. You got to keep your weight down. She's already skinny. Curse any bastard that tells a girl that they need to lose weight. And her hair is like long. She looks great though. Um, so they're walking to class together and he mentions that they want to see him in the guidance school or the guidance office after school. And she's like, so? And he says, well, do they want to see you in the guidance office after school? And she says, no. And he says, it's a bad sign. They're they're singling me out already. (laughs) So she cracks a joke. And um, she says that they're just trying to help him become the world's greatest gas station attendant. And then he brings up that they need to talk about their mutual wants and needs. She's like, such as? (laughs) And he's like, such as kissing in public? And she says, maybe if it's of the spontaneous variety and he calls her a fickle woman and they joke about breaking up. They have like this cute banter and then she goes to walk away and she turns around real quick and then she starts kissing him like right on the lips. I thought it was so cute. Like they just look so happy right now. 
And I love that. So as they're kissing, they're like right in front of a classroom door. And who of all people? Yeah, they're blocking the doorway. And who of all people comes up behind them but Dawson Leary? And he sees them making out and he has to get by. And then, you know, he says, excuse me. And then they notice. And then Joey's just like, I can't believe I did that. Because she just said she didn't want to kiss in public. But then she kissed him in public. So my thought in this scene was, he talks about kissing in public. And she says, maybe. And if I was Pacey, I would be like, well, it's because you don't want to hurt Dawson's feelings. Right. Right. This like three-way relationship. So I'm over the awkward, you know? But I don't remember if they ever really come back from it. Not like before. I don't know. I think, I think they do at some point. I just don't know what to extent. I don't remember. That's okay. We're going to get there. So now we hear Andy talking. She's like saying about how it's her senior year and the next is college. And Joey's worried about going to CCC, Cape Sac Community College. And I was like, like DCCCCCC, Delaware County Community College, <laughs> which is where everybody goes. CC. We have a CCC, Camden County Community. CCCC. It's a lot of C's. <laughs> um, so Andy says, well, there's a CYC, the Cape Side Yacht Club. And she tells her that they're looking for waitresses. She's like, well, it's just like the ice house with rich people. And Joey says, they're not going to hire me. My name is synonymous with scandal. And Andy says, if you feel like the interview is going south, just drop someone's name. And Joey's like, well, who can I say? And Andy says, well, you can't use mine because lately the McPhee name is synonymous with gay, crazy, and dysfunctional. (laughs) I'm like, nobody would even care about that now. (laughs) No, not at all. Um, Andy says, use the Rosses. They're on the board and their son Owen is so gorgeous. And Andy just gets like wet right there because <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I, need, I need a man. So Joey's not sure what she should do. And Andy's like, well, where are you going to make that kind of money? And Joey's like, well, there's always that strip club on the edge of town. I don't know why she needs the extra money anyway, because the, the B&B is doing really well, right? Yeah, but I don't know how much of that income she's actually keeping. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what her contract is with her sister. (laughs) (laughs) Her work contract. Well, she doesn't have a bedroom. (laughs) Maybe what she's making isn't enough for the tuition she wants. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. She... She does bring up to Pacey later about how she she says to him, like, you of all people know I need the money more than anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you always need the money. Like... But they're actually, I don't know. For once, I feel like she's actually doing well, you know, but. I feel like she is too. Yeah. She's happy. You know what I mean? And she's, everything's working out for her right now. She's in love and just had an amazing summer. And, you know, she's graduating. It's her senior year. She's just got a job. So, I mean, things are positive for her right now. Yeah, exactly. She's got the love of her life. I think it's funny how they always they're always like being on that boat for the three months was the best experience of my life. <laughs> she always talks about that. <laughs> I'm like, they didn't even like have sex. They didn't do anything except sail on a fucking sailboat together. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now we see Dawson and he's got a ton of CDs in his hand and he's about to go into the CD store. But then um, Gretchen sees him and uh, they start having a conversation. She says that she's looking for new digs. And she says, until my brother Douglas finds a suitable partner, he's better off living alone. And she mentions that she'll be living with Pacey. Dawson's like, oh, that's great. Good luck with that. <laughs> and then he goes into the <laughs> store. 
So she follows him into the store and she says, you know, it's none of my business, but it breaks my heart to see you and Pacey so estranged. And he like kind of rolls his eyes because he doesn't feel like talking about it. No. So she catches on and she starts looking through a CD collection that he's getting rid of. And she's like, this is the most offensive music selection I've ever seen. Vanilla Ice, what were you thinking? (laughs) He's like, I was 10, Gretchen. Like everybody (laughs) liked Vanilla Ice when they were 10. (laughs) And she's bragging that she was like so musically inclined when she was 10 that she was bragging about Kurt Cobain and how Kurt Cobain was going to change the world. (laughs) Gretchen. Yeah. He says, well, by the time I was 10, I could rattle off every cinematographer that Steven Spielberg had ever worked with, which somehow isn't that impressive. She's like, no, it isn't. So I think we're starting to see like they're going to start bringing these two together, you know? Yeah. So then Gretchen sees that he has a copy of The Grateful Dead and she asks him why he's getting rid of that. And he's like, well, my parents gave it to me and I just couldn't get into it. She's like, I cannot believe that your parents have better taste in music than you do. Shame <laughs> on you, Dawson. Shame on you. And then she just leaves. <laughs> I don't know. I was never a Grateful Dead person either. Um, I never really listened to them. So I feel it's like for potheads. Like it's like a like a it's like a stoner group or a stoner <laughs> band. Oh, you know what else I only know about Grateful Dead is that Jerry Garcia is in it. And they named a Ben and Jerry's flavor after him. So now we cut to Jack and Jen. And Jen's like checking her email. And he says that she's checked her email at least 10 times already. He says, I even saw you at school. The same bosom blonde behind a blueberry iMac. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, you lie. (laughs) And she finally admits it. And she's like, "Um, I think Henry has forsaken me for another Jack tells her to just let him at least get acclimated to his new school first. She says, it's weird. It's becoming a trend now. When he went away, he was always calling and making sure that I was available. And now he never answers his phone. Or he was making sure he was always available to her. And now he's never answering his phone. So he's basically avoiding her now. Yes, he's blowing her off. Yes. I hate guys when they do this. It's very annoying. Like, here's my issue with this. You know what I mean? Like, if you're talking to somebody, you have a girlfriend... And then all of a sudden things aren't working out because, you know, somebody else is showing you interest and you decided you like that person more. Grow some balls and say something to your partner before you really do some fucked up damage. Like, this is why all of us are fucked up at some point or another. We've either been cheated on or cheated, you know, and it just it fucks with people's heads. It's terrible. Stop doing it to people. Stop doing it to others. If you have an issue with your relationship, fix it or get the fuck out and move on. (laughs) That's what I got to (laughs) say. It's, you know, it's not just in relationships or like dating either. I hate when friends do it. I hate when I, I hate when I text a friend and I ask them something and they just completely ignore me. And I'm like, I know you fucking read it. Just answer me. Like, at least give me that decency and be honest with me. You know, just fucking tell me. And, and the and the terrible, oh, I saw your message, but I thought I responded. No, you well, didn't. That, that I've actually done. I've no. actually like never, I, I know it's a lame excuse, but there have been times that I've actually forgotten that I thought I hit the send, send button and I didn't <laughs> send it and I go to open it up and it's just sitting there. My sister-in-law says that to me a lot too. She'll message me and then she'll be like, you never respond back to me. And I go, yes, I do. I always do. And then when I go to pull it up, it's just sitting there waiting to be said. <laughs> and I go, oh, it's right here. <laughs> wow. I'm like, I wasn't ignoring you. I was like, it, I I honestly forgot to hit send. 
I don't know. I think it's because I you think you do it or you're like you're so fast in texting. And then all of a sudden you're like, you think you hit it and then you don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just the whole idea of avoiding somebody. That's what drives me crazy, especially when you need an answer or something or like you set something up and like they're not telling you and you're like waiting and you're like, I want to fucking know. Just tell me. Then you send another email or another text message. Yeah. Another one. And then, you, and then you're like a pest. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, if I got the answer, I wouldn't be bothered anybody. Yeah, it's annoying. So she says, is it possible that I'm not a very good cyber sex partner? And he laughs and he says, I'm sure that you're a very giving cyber lover. And Jack starts looking at her laptop and we hear AOL say, you've got mail. <laughs> uh, like, don't wow. you miss don't you miss that? Because I don't. <laughs> it opened up like one of those memory boxes in my head. <laughs> like it unlocked a memory. Like as soon yeah, as I heard it. Memory unlocked. Now you hear yeah. the like the sound of your internet connecting dial up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then AOL popping up. You've got mail. And the bing when somebody IMs you. As soon as I heard it, Jamie, I pictured myself sitting at our family computer at our desk in our living room. And I was just like, oh, my God, that just took me right back there. It's so weird feels like forever ago and at the same time it doesn't it's really I know weird. weird so he's reading his email and Jen's like who wrote who wrote you and he's like no one but he's got this face of like uh dread. yeah dread. <laughs> exactly just straight dread so now we cut to the CYC the Caveside Yacht Club and Joey's there for the interview and the woman who's interviewing her uh we don't find out her name right away. We find out later in the episode, but the actress's name is Carolyn Hennessy, I think. And um, look up her IMDb. She's in literally everything, like everything. She yeah, plays um, a good bitch. Yeah, I feel like I've seen her before, but I just can't place where. Yeah, look her, look her up. You'll you'll find her in like everything. So she's like, "What was an ice house?" <laughs> and Joey's like, "Well, it was a restaurant, but it burned down last year." And she's like, oh, it sounds like a charming little joint. And she says, well, daddy thought it would be good for me to mingle with the little people. This bish. <laughs> and so the woman goes, and what does daddy do, dear? And Joey's quick. And she goes, uh, pharmaceuticals. <laughs> and she asks Joey where they summer. And she says, actually, I went sailing. And she goes, as a deckhand or a stowaway. <laughs> so Joey's like, all right, this bitch. So she goes, uh, before I submit to another second of your thinly veiled bitchery, do you need a waitress or not? And she goes, the position's been filled. And Joey's like, terrific. And then she gets up and leaves. But on her way out, she goes, oh, by the way, I'll be sure to tell the Rosses that you said hello. So the woman turns around like she looks like she's gonna, uh, like, throw Die. up. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Wait a minute, honey, come back here. She goes, you know the Rosses? <laughs> And she goes, uh, Charlie, Kate, and Owen, uh, we go way back. How do you think I heard about this position? So she looks like really, really scared now. Joey goes, they're on the board here, right? So then the woman gets up and she says, uh, I think we got off on the wrong foot. And then she like gives her a proper interview. Like, I don't understand how she could. <laughs> it's like the 18th piece of candy that you've eaten. Where do you have it? <laughs> Everywhere. I'm surrounded by candy You're like, right now. pulling it out of your shirt. <laughs> Like, what the fuck, Jamie? 
I have a lot of sugary snacks right now. <laughs> You're making me want to get my cookies, but I I can't eat and talk. Oh, Stephen, look, look at my cookies. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Did she take all the penis ones? Oh my god, penis cookies! Damn it! <laughs> I don't have any penis cookies left. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> oh, you don't have any actual cookies then? Uh, well, I have cake cookies. They look like cake. But I had ones that looked like penises and boobs oh. and butts, but you know. Oh, that's probably really good. The cookies are very good. They were handmade. I love baked good. I've been wanting to make chocolate chip cookies, but I need to buy more butter. Did you hear that there's going to be a butter um, shortage coming what? soon? Why? Yeah. So buy it while you can and freeze it. I don't know. I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't find the time to read the interview. <laughs> <laughs> or the article. I was too busy watching Bravo stuff. <laughs> but you need butter to make cookies. Yeah, you do. You need butter for a lot of stuff. Yeah, we use a lot of butter. I was I was like hoarding it because it was so cheap at Aldi's. And now it's like four dollars for a pound of butter. <laughs> Did you just pull that out of your vagina? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm you're like yes. <laughs> right on the vagina. Yep, that's where they came from. It looked like bag. you were pulling it out of somewhere. The bag. I pulled it out of the bag. That would be that would be a fun clip to post. <laughs> Me pulling Twizzlers out of my vagina. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh my god! Out, outtakes, pre-post outtakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Um, so now we cut to Pacey, and he's at the guidance office. So we're after school now. So we're we're back to school. Joey just went on an interview after school. We're still at school with Pacey because he's at the guidance office talking to Mitch because Mitch is now filling in for the guidance counselor because uh, they keep going through them and they just needed something for Mitch to do. So <laughs> I'm assuming that he's not going to be the football uh, coach this year. Yeah. I don't, I'm Guess assuming. Not. So Pacey walks in and he goes, Oh, Hey there, Mitch Stir Leary. <laughs> <So funny. laughs> um, Mitch just doesn't look happy. Uh, he says that the previous counselor wasn't fond of Pacey. Mitch says that they've dumped some of the special cases in his lap, and he's not, like, happy about it. Pacey says, well, what's so special about me, besides the obvious? Mitch tells him that he should have been in summer school, and he flunks three of his... <laughs> yeah, he goes, he goes, where were you? Where were you during the summer? Or what were you doing? And he's like, uh, sailing. <laughs> and he's like, well, you <laughs> should have been this? here. <laughs> Don't you know this by now? I know. <laughs> He's like, well, I haven't really caught up with Dawson. I don't know the drama that's happening. But yeah, he tells him that he should have gone to summer school because he flunked science, history, and English, three of the major subjects. Mm. And Pacey's like, I didn't even look at my report card. Mitch tells him that he doesn't know how to do this. He's had the distinct pleasure of watching him grow up, and he's one of the most endearing pests he's ever met. Oh my God, I just said pest. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he's not his teacher or guidance counselor, but he can be his friend. And he says that you need to take these classes over and work your ass off. And Pacey says, well, I can't. I was going to start looking for a job after school. And Mitch says, well, you need to do this or else you're going to watch your friends graduate without you. They're going to start their lives without you. They'll be heading off to higher education while you're gearing up for another year at Cape Side High. And he's like, 
great. Like another thing on my plate. <laughs> yeah, it's like his his plate just like started overflowing at this point. Yeah, it it does really suck though. Because then I was thinking about the logis- logistics of it. Because if he failed those three classes, wouldn't he still technically be a junior? I really have no idea how that works. I've never been held back. <laughs> Me either. But I'm just I'm just assuming because he didn't he didn't pass them in summer school because he didn't go. But if he did flunk all three, he would still be a junior technically. So I guess they're giving him the op the um, the opportunity, opportunity to graduate with this class. Yeah. So they're like, look, you got to work your ass off to graduate with your class. I'm assuming um, logistics in this show make no sense. So now we're with Gretchen and she's showing Pacey this house that she found. It's on the beach. It's actually kind of cute. And he says, it looks like something out of better homes and crap. (laughs) And Gretchen says, I see potential while you are being negative, but for good reason. They really do a nice job with this little like bungalow house thing that they've got. I I liked it. It turns out really, really cute by the time they're done with it. Yeah, I would have lived there. I was like, it's actually kind of nice. And it's on the beach. Could you imagine waking up to that every day? It'd be so nice. I would like it. I would love it. Uh, so I'm just like, I have like a love-hate relationship. So are they on the beach or is that the bay? I think they're on the beach. It looked like they were on the beach. Remember how um Tamara's house was? Tamara's house was? Yeah, hers was like right on the beach. I think that's what this is. Really? I mean, I we got, only like, got like vibes. I got like bay vibes, not like beach vibes. We only got like small doses of it, though. So I'm assuming like later on in the, in the season, we'll see a better view of it. So Pacey's being like really negative, And she says, you seem to have a bad case of the first day of school. The senior status not bring you any type of joy. And he says, it's funny you should mention that. Turns out I'm not exactly a senior. Oh, well, there he goes. He just answered my question. <laughs> yeah. And Gretchen says, oh, yeah, then what exactly are you? And you can tell Gretchen is like, like, she's no bullshit with him. Like, she just wants to know, like, what the fucking problem is, you know? Yeah, well, she I think she she knows how to handle him. She's probably one of the only siblings that does, if I'm being honest. I mean, we only ever see him with Doug. (laughs) Right. Oh, I know. Well, she's been away at school, right? So he tells her I'm screwed. And he says he has to pass the classes he failed last year, including the classes this year, in order to graduate. She's like, okay, then you do it. You work really hard this year, and you do it, and you just do it. And she says, well, what does Joey think? And she's like, you haven't told her yet, have you? Why? And he says, because Joey is smart, and Pacey is an idiot. I'm trying not to make her more aware of that fact than she already is. And Gretchen tells him that he's not an idiot, and Joey's feelings for him aren't based on his GPA. <laughs> what if they were? What if she was like, I can only be with you, Pacey, if you have a 4.0? <laughs> uh, I feel like that she would have never gotten with him to begin with because he's never been a top student. So No. He was he was in like the middle section, I would say, when he was with Andy. Yeah, well, he, he dug his grave. He showed his potential. So She says, I can stand here and tell you everything's going to be okay, but it's going to sound a lot better coming from her. So go tell her. So now we cut to Joey waitressing at the CYC and we see this young guy uh, stop her while she's waitressing. She says, can I help you? And he says, well, that's up for debate, actually. She says, well, I really don't have a lot of time for verbal ping pong. (laughs) And he says, a half an hour ago, I got down on one knee and begged you for a nice tea and a club sandwich. She's like, oh, you're right. I completely forgot. I'm so sorry. He says, don't worry about it. I know how it is. She comes back with like a warm pitcher of iced tea. (laughs) She says, 
Uh, somehow I doubt that. So he goes into this whole tangent about why she's probably a waitress. He's like, let me guess. When the stick turned blue, the boyfriend left you and ran away. And now your alky mom is taking care of the baby. And he calls her the carpet man. muncher. <laughs> He's such a jerk. Isn't when the a... stick turned blue, like, hold up, motherfucker. Yeah, at one point he even calls her hun, which I think was so gross. Yeah, yeah I hate that. So derogatory. It's one thing when it's with somebody that you're like familiar with and on that kind of level. Yeah. But when you don't know the person like that and you just automatically start using these like really personal terms, uh, it makes me take a step back and be like, yeah, bro, you don't know me like that, you know? And it's also kind of condescending. It depends on how it's used. It can be. Yeah, but I like it. Like people be like, oh, you're such a sweetheart. And that's one thing. But when you're like, you know, I don't know. It depends on how the word is used. It can be that way, even if they don't mean it to be that way. Like how um, he says, hun, it's so rude and gross. Yeah, it's all about how they deliver the, the word, I guess. And how close or well you know that person. Yeah, yeah. Um, He says, this is seriously going to cut into your gratuity. So now she's just staring at him. And... He starts laughing and he says, oh, come on. Oh, come on. Where's your sense of humor? I was kidding. And he says, well, not kidding, actually. More like conducting an experiment. He says his Cretan father says that stuff to waitstaff all the time. And and he goes, what an idiot. They're just going to go back there and spit in your food or even worse. She says, fancy that. And then she tells him she's going to go check on his order. And then he gets up and he follows her and he says, you wouldn't, would you? And then she goes, what? And he goes, spit in my food. And she looks at him and she says, or worse even, <laughs> he says, I knew it. <laughs> you strike me as someone who's very much in touch with their dark side. And he says, how much do you hate them already? And she says, who? And he says, the superficial snobs laying down huge sums in the privilege of frolicking in the presence of other members of their tribe. And he goes, creeps. <laughs> she says, wow, cue the violins. Nothing tugs the heartstrings more than the anguished cry of a poor little rich boy. She uh, asks him to sign for his check. And when he signs it, he writes Owen Ross. So she notices this and she gets like a little panic. He doesn't even sign it. He literally writes it in like all caps. I know. (laughs) That was for us to understand that it was Owen Ross. (laughs) Yeah. It's not even like a real signature. He just prints his name and it's all, all caps and like evenly spaced out. Like you're teaching somebody how to you know write the alphabet the lines in the paper yeah 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 exactly the three <laughs> lines not like you know in between two we're talking like for kindergartners i don't know um so before we move on i wanted to mention that the actor who is playing this character who we don't know who it is yet but right now his name is owen ross but the actor's name is mark maktovich and mark maktovich is from the philadelphia area and he uh, went to the same acting talent school that I went to. And he ended up going to this convention in New York City. And he got an agent. Same convention I went to where I got nothing. And he ended up landing uh, parts as, you know, in sitcoms and movies and stuff. So he actually became like kind of successful in up until like 2014, I believe. But um, I requested to follow him and he accepted it. And he actually owns like an art gallery or something, I think in Philly. I have to double check, but I think that's what he does now for a living. But I met him. He was So here's a funny story about Mark Maktovich. So and I think I even told this in one of our like very first episodes. But my friend at the time, we were at the Springfield Mall and he was there. 
And it was around the time when he was doing Dawson's Creek. I don't know if he had just gotten off Dawson's Creek or he was like on a break from it or what. I don't remember. But uh, people knew who he was because of Dawson's Creek. So I remember we were right near the gap on the first floor. And um, my friend at the time wanted to she was like, let's go get a picture with him. And I was like, I don't want to get a picture with him. Like, he's not like to me, he wasn't like a big celebrity. It wasn't like it was like James Vanderbeek, you know, Um but I think she did. And um, I feel like he was literally just walking around the mall to get attention from like to see if people would notice him or not. And uh, some young girls did. And my friend did, too. But I didn't get a picture with him. And I kind of wish I did now. And maybe like talk to him about the um, like the similarities that we had about like acting and stuff like that. But uh, he was like 10 times way more attractive than I was when he was doing TV and auditioning. But oh, it's a funny little story I have about Mark Makdovich. I'm still trying to remember what he looks like from earlier today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would never recognize him in person. But that's not surprising. We already know that I don't recognize celebrities when they're right in front of my face unless they are like really big celebrities. So like if, if I was in an elevator and BTS came into my elevator... Like, I, I'd recognize them instantly. <laughs> but if, like, some top chef that's on the TV or whatever shows up, I'm not going to know. I'll be like, yeah, what's up? You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like at this point, the only person I would recognize from BTS is Jimin. Because that's the only one that I ever talk about with you. <laughs> Jimin! So, Mark Maktovich does have an art gallery in Old City, Philly. It's called Axiom Contemporary. And he actually had a showing or something on the 7th of October. Should go. It looks pretty cool. So I guess he's when into it? art. It was on the 7th of October. That was the last update that he had on it. I should DM him. But he kind of looks exactly the same. He just has gray hair now. Don't we all? <laughs> I don't have full gray hair yet. Well, let me show you what he looks like. We'll just rub it in. Yeah, just rub it in. He's actually pretty cute. And I remember he was like really, really tall. Like, very tall. Hmm. Yeah, this guy. Okay. He's got pretty eyes. But he's kind of a tool. Yeah, he plays a really good, like, jerk-off. <laughs> yeah, he really does. He plays the part very well. So, now we cut to Dawson, and he's in his room listening to The Grateful Dead, and Mitch comes in, and Dawson's like, I still don't get it. I have zero inclination to drop acid or use hemp products or wear tie-dye. And Mitch is like, you just need to experience them live. You know, in a room full of like pot smoke. I mean, <laughs> get a contact like a good, high. <laughs> sounds like a good time to me now. <laughs> <laughs> but Dawson says, maybe you and mom are just a little cooler than me. And Mitch says, it's a burden, but we cope. <laughs> so then Mitch brings up that he saw Pacey at school. And so does Dawson. And Mitch says that Pacey's in trouble. And Dawson says, and this concerns me how. So then Mitch says, Dawson, you're not always going to feel this way towards Pacey. And Dawson says that he can actually see this one standing the test of time. <laughs> he goes, actually, Dad, I can see this one standing the test of time. Me too. The test of time. So then Mitch says Pacey might not graduate and he needs the support of his friends right now. And Dawson's like, and like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> now Mitch is like blowing smoke up Dawson's ass. He says that you've always taken pride in knowing that your friends can turn to you whenever they need you. And Dawson says, Pacey hurt me so bad that sometimes I can't sit still, but I'm moving forward. That doesn't mean Pacey can keep reaping the benefits. He's on his own. I can't help him. And Mitch says, well, maybe you know someone who can. 
and we're like joey <laughs> obviously it's gonna be joey yeah so now we cut to jack telling andy that henry wants to break up with jen and andy's like after all the bullshit that he put her through he wants to break up with her and jack says look he's at a new school and girls are probably flirting with him and he's confused he says henry's a great guy but he's also 16 and he says guys are maddening creatures so what did you tell him jack's like i told him i talked to her and andy's like that's a terrible idea Whatever is between Jen and Henry is clearly between them. She says, if a guy broke up with me, I would rather him do it to my face and not bring in a mediator. Can I just say, thank you, Andy. Like, (laughs) somebody need to say that. I fucking hate that. Grow a pair, boys. Okay? Little men, grow a pair. (laughs) Pussies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. You have something to get off your chest. No. <laughs> no, this is just from past experiences. That's all. That's the second uh weird rant you went off about guys being pussies. <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits, wear it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> not all of them are. No. no, not all guys. Thankfully, not all of them. Some of them are very blunt and straightforward and honest and i can appreciate that do that guys do that Stop i was watching when i was watching the halloween movie the other night there's this one scene in it and it's just very like toxic masculinity mm. and i was like i hate straight guys sometimes i mean i hate i hate all people to be honest with you <laughs> um even gay guys it's not just straight guys i am an equal opportunist with hating people <laughs> but, yes you are <laughs> but this scene was so fucking annoying and it just was like but that's how they act like yeah they they get into this like whole like uh mentality where they just want to like just be demeaning and everything it's just so stupid like they want to be tough you know and it's like it's not always about that like just be like a like a human being and you know be normal (laughs) i don't know like why does everything have to turn into a fight (laughs) anyway so now we cut to joey and pacey they're at true love and she says i'm so glad we could make reservations and I wrote, whatever song is playing in this scene is making me very depressed right now. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what the song was. <laughs> but I do know in that moment, I probably wanted to blow my brains out. <laughs> they really knew how to play on your emotions with whatever song they chose for that scene, huh? I'll have to find it, but it was terrible. I remember being like, this is really drowning out the scene. <laughs> so Pacey's not talking and she's like, so how was your day, honey? And he says, it just, it went swell. (laughs) And she can sense that he's not happy. So he tells her that he can have this baby packed up in 15 minutes and ready to go. Just give me the word. He guarantees all this school stuff will still be here when we get back. And she says, this is our senior year. Do you know what that means? And he cracks a joke about parking his car in the senior lot if he had one. She says, read my lips. One more year, no more classes, no more books. And he says, no more Dawson's dirty looks. (laughs) And she asks him about the guidance counselor meeting he had. And he says he doesn't want to talk about it. So then she brings up her new waitressing job, which, by the way, she interviewed that day for, got the job and worked. And now she's having dinner with him on the boat. It's the same day. It's all the same day. It's pretty impressive. She must have started right then and there. I guess they yeah. really needed hands. They were like, do you have anything to do? You want to do, do it now? Like start working now? 
I was like, what time is she eating with him? It had to be late. <laughs> yeah, probably. So he tells her congratulations, but he's like being like really like just well, what he was like, surprised too. He's like, you got a job already? Like I just saw you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's a go-getter. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's also being like very like depressive. Uh, almost a he's little a jealous. Well, I think he was just surprised. And I mean, I'm sure he probably was a little bit jealous because his goal this summer or this year, this season was to also get a job so he can afford things. Right. You know what I mean? And then essentially also take out um, Joey. That's kind of turns into his thing throughout the season, especially towards like when they get closer and closer to prom, because he gets really down on himself for where he is at that point in time and he can't do the things that he wants to for joey or for himself even you know so he just really struggles and joey is like really understanding but it's like the way that it's understanding is not something that he can handle because he just feels guilty it turns into a whole thing later in the season but it's really just it's coming down to their growth and it happens sometimes with relationships. Just because you might be perfect for each other doesn't mean you're perfect for each other right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's true. You know, they at one point will end up splitting and then they need to grow into the people that they're meant to be. And then they get back together eventually, you know, at the end of the show. So, this is all part of their growth. Don't get too mad. <laughs> Wait. So, also, um, he wants to get a job to be able to help pay for rent and all this stuff. But he's also a full-time student. So where is he making the money to pay for half of rent and utilities? That's like an adult job. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's what I mean. That's why I thought, I don't know. It's just, it's it's a lot. So Joey says, thanks for being so excited for me. And he says, I didn't know that you were so fixated on getting a job. And this is when she says, you of all people should know I need the extra money. She's like, I'm not going to end up some townie. That kind of bothered me a little bit. Even the way that she kind of said it. Because... Like, I understand a little bit why he kind of takes offense to it, because the, sh- the way that she said, like, I'm not going to end up like some townie. Did she even have that type of a conversation with where Pacey is going with his future for her to kind of say something like that? The way that she said it, she kind of was like looking down on the people that never leave town. So it bothered me a little bit for Pacey on Pacey's behalf, because Pacey's like, well, this might be me. What you know? Are you looking down on people like me who's going to get stuck in this this you know town? Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that he should take offense to it because she looks at him like he's not going to end up being somebody who's stuck in that. Town. I and while I understand that, that's not where his mind is right now, and she knows that he's struggling with something. Right? Yeah, but if, maybe if he fucking talked to her about it, then uh, then no, I'm not... maybe wouldn't have said that. Maybe but he's so maybe, like I can't talk. Same... I just want to fight. <laughs> I don't know. At the same time, I just I probably would have been like, "Wow, is that how you really feel?" Like, <laughs> but she wasn't saying it to be offensive to him. I, I don't think she even that. said it to be offensive. She just didn't mean it the way when she said it, but that's how it sounded, and that's what happens all the time. People say stuff they may not mean it that way, but the way that they say it comes off that way, and that's what what this issue is to me. No, I get it. But he says, so when did you become a snob, Miss Potter? And I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, you have met her, right? <laughs> like She says this stuff all the time. <laughs> and he starts this whole argument with her about being a townie. And he says, well, what if I become a townie? And she says, well, you're not that kind of person. He says, I didn't say what kind of person I was. I said, what if I became a townie? Would that somehow make me less desirable to you? 
and she just like scoffs at him and he says i guess that's my answer she's like why are you picking a fight and she says there's obviously something going on that you don't want to talk about but please don't pick a fight with me just just to make yourself feel better he doesn't say anything to her and i wrote pacey's a real fucking jerk in the scene <laughs> well, yeah he's so he just upset, freaking out the man's freaking out okay he's freaking out I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know why people can't just say like what they're feeling. It's always just, I get it. It's a TV they're show. Kids. They're kids. <laughs> but kids are dramatic like that. They can just yeah, like, get it out. So, and honestly, say, though, like, so, so are adults, though. Adults are dramatic like that, too. Some people just don't like confrontation. And it's just the way it is. I don't know. I just think it's so silly to me. I would be like, look, Joey, you're not going to be happy when you hear this because I'm very disappointed in myself, but uh i don't know what to do he was embarrassed Stephen. he was embarrassed <sighs> we're just gonna have to agree to disagree in this i completely understand where pacey's coming from i get it <laughs> so we're in class the next day <laughs> and pacey doesn't show up dawson notices because they're in the same class together and that's the only scene that they have <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that scene <laughs> um so now we're at the cyc and joey's waiting on quote-unquote owen ross and he says what gives weird girl and she's like what are you talking about he says you've been smiling and hovering like a mental patient because she's been like filling up his drink like every five seconds and um he says you totally dropped that whole snappy sarcasm thing that you had going for you and she's like i'm just trying to do my job and he says you were entertaining yesterday now you're just creeping me out and he's like sit down for a second he wants to show her something So he starts like pointing out all the rich people and all their secrets. And then he points to the woman who interviewed her and says, she's the worst of them all. Once upon a time, she was married to a New York City rainmaker who traded her in for a younger model. She got divorced. She started over, packed up the kid and got a job where she could be around the Fortune 500 set all day long. And now she's the next best thing. Rich by association. And Joey says, what is a rainmaker before the lawyer? oh okay well i'm glad you do because i'm like i don't know what that is they is he sit outside and do the rain dance like i don't i don't know i only know know because it was a term that they use for a movie called the rainmaker oh hold on i'll find it (laughs) it's just like what is what is this i don't know what exactly it means but i know it's a lawyer a rainmaker is a lawyer usually a partner in a law firm who creates a lot of new business for their firm by bringing in new clients so they're bringing in the rain get it ah gotcha Uh, they make it rain and clear it out (laughs) they make it rain and bring in money so joey's like how do you know all this stuff and he says you hang around long enough you learn a lot of useless information all the money in the world and these people don't have an ounce of class so now we cut to it's night and jen is meeting with jack they're like on the what do they call it? Like the dock or whatever. Mm. And it starts to rain. You can see that it's raining out. <laughs> and uh, he's like, have you heard from Henry? She says, no, but she's going to take his advice and just let him settle in. And Jack says, well, what if things went the other way and they weren't fine? Have you thought about the possibility of things not working out? She's like, where is this coming from, Jack? And he's like, "Never mind. Let's just forget it. And he tries to change the subject. And he's like, let's go to dinner. So they start to leave and she's like, have you talked to Henry? And he says, yeah. And now Jen's like connecting the dots. And she's like, Henry's breaking up with me, isn't he? And Jack says, no. And she says, he's lying to you and you're lying to me. And then she leaves. <laughs> she's like, leave me alone. <laughs> she just runs away. I like him 
so annoyed. This is this is exactly why I didn't like Henry's character. That's why. <laughs> because they did they went through all of this stuff. Jen finally gave in and then he turns around and just can't even show up. Sir, what were you doing as far as your other acting jobs that you couldn't come in for one fucking episode and give us all closure? Poor Jen. Rude. I don't know. I don't know what the problem was. I feel like they were trying to... I feel like they wanted to bring him on as um, a regular for season four, but it just didn't work out. I feel like I heard that somewhere. Maybe. But yeah, they. I mean, they had to write him off somehow, you know? Well, they did him dirty. <laughs> She he wasn't good for her anyway. Their relationship was so fucking topsy turvy. It was annoying. It was very annoying. Like one minute they liked each other, the next minute they hated each other, or like she hated him and she was embarrassed, and then he was like, ugh, mean. <laughs> it was just a mess. Glad that she broke up with them. I don't think she dates anybody this season. I know no. she like I know she bonds a little bit with the new guy. But I don't think that they like hook up or anything. I don't remember. Doesn't one of her exes show up or something and start a bunch of trouble? Or no? <laughs> no, I think that was season one. <laughs> I didn't know if it happened again. <laughs> that was Billy. Remember Billy? <laughs> yeah, I remember Billy, but I thought maybe, I don't know what I thought. Just ignore me. Keep going anyways. <laughs> Wasn't he emancipated? <laughs> Everybody's emancipated. <laughs> Emancipation. No, I don't know. Now we cut to Dawson. He's at Joey's and he's returning her Counting Crow CDs. I was like, who has Counting Crow CDs? Joey, apparently. They literally had one good song, Mr. Jones. That was it. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't even tell you what else they sang. She's like, why are you returning these, Dawson? You borrowed these like three years ago. (laughs) He goes to leave. No, he's like, I I better leave. It's none of my business. They did this song. Oh yeah, that was a good song. Baby, I'm in love. I think about it every time. I think about it, can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> that was a good song. Yeah, I'll give them that. Yeah. I feel like that was even on Dawson's Creek. Maybe it was definitely on Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> definitely on Shrek. <laughs> it was on Shrek. <laughs> oh my God, not Shrek. <laughs> um, wait, where was I? So then she, he goes to leave, and he's like, "I, it, I it's none of my business." Like he, he wants to tell her about Pacey, but he doesn't know how to say it. Mm. She says, "What?" And he says, "Pacey." And she's like, "You need to start making some sense, Dawson." And he tells her, "Just talk to Pacey about school. He's in trouble." And He says, I can't think for the life of me why I should even care about this. But if there's anyone who can help him, it's you. And she says, no offense, but wouldn't I know if something was wrong? (laughs) No, no, Joey, you wouldn't. He says, don't you get it, Joe? When you love someone, you want her to be proud of you. You want her to think that there's nothing in the world you're incapable of. And the thought of disappointing her is crippling. And then he leaves. Very nicely said, Dawson. You were helping. You dropped a little bit of information. And then you dipped out. <laughs> he's like gotta go <laughs> all right there's my information for the day and i'm out bye that's because dawson is trying to be a good person and a good friend and yeah. you know inadvertently trying to make sure that everybody is okay but it, it also says that maybe there's hope for them yeah eventually because if you didn't give a shit he wouldn't have went over there he would have said fuck him you know yeah 
No, and you're completely right. I feel like he probably would have never, ever done anything, though, if it wasn't for Mitch being like, well, if you're unable to do it, maybe somebody, you know, can. That was nice. Otherwise, Dawson probably would have just been like, Shh, you right. know, I'm over it. So now we cut to Gretchen and Pacey's new beach bungalow and Joey shows up and they literally just found this out. So what is this like day two? And to me, it looked like it was kind of like already getting set up. But then the next morning when they show it, it does look kind of shitty. But I was like, wait, like, do they have furniture already? Like, this is crazy. It was like one day. I mean, maybe they were using the furniture that was in there and just cleaning it up. It might have been one of those as-is building sale, like short sales or something. Well, I didn't think that she bought it. I feel like that they were renting it. Maybe the furniture came included with the rental. <laughs> maybe it did. Some places, some places come fully furnished. I don't know. <laughs> Usually the haunted places when people just leave their <laughs> shit the behind mirror. and run, you know? So. <laughs> with the haunted mirrors and the haunted dolls. It's all haunted. <laughs> Cabinets opening and closing on their own. Oh, that's spooky. Light switch is getting off, turned off and on. TV goes all wonky. I was actually going to start this episode off and ask you if like anything spooky's happened to you lately, but I totally forgot about it. Mm, I had a couple of instances of deja vu, but like uh-uh. I can't remember like thinking. I know that I experienced it. I don't remember yeah. what the scenario was because I just remember going, huh, I feel like this happened already. But like, I don't think anything spooky's happened. No, me neither. The only thing recently that's happened was that thing that I told the last episode about. I saw somebody creeping at me. Um, I always feel like somebody's somebody watching, watching me. me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> uh, So Pacey's like, hey, sweetie, or whatever. He calls her by like a pet name. And then she's like, why does Dawson know more about your life than your own girlfriend does? Or something like that. Why does Dawson know more about your life than than I do? <laughs> I don't know how many other times I can say it. <laughs> I don't know either, but let's try it again. No, <laughs> just kidding. She pushes them and she goes, why does Dawson know more about your life than your own girlfriend? <laughs> and he goes, um, maybe because apparently Leary Sr. has a big mouth. And he says, I'm sure Junior is salivating over being the guy who swoops in on his soulmate with a big fat I told you so. So she's like, you're delusional. And how insulting is it that I'm the last person on your list? And he's like, I'm handling it. This is how you deal with things, Pacey. You run away. And he says, maybe that's why I'm such a loser. And she's like, you're not a loser, Pacey. I didn't spend my summer with a loser. I thought that we were a great team. Turns out I couldn't have been more wrong. (laughs) Well, burn. So now it's the next day and Gretchen's trying to wake Pacey up. She's like, get up. Take a shower, put on your best bowling button-down shirt, and go apologize to Joey. And he says, can you just leave me alone? And he says, this girl is a keeper, and I can't allow you to blow up because you're scared. And he says, what are you talking about? I'm not scared. She says, yeah, you are like a little girl. And if you're not careful, you're going to sabotage this relationship before it has a chance to become something. And he tells her that she's been watching too much Oprah. And he says, you know, I blame dad and Doug for calling me stupid my whole life. He says, how can I not feel like a moron sometimes? So Gretchen says, yeah, you're right. They're jerks, both of them. But get over it already. And then she mentions that their dad and Doug have so many problems between them that he should just throw them a huge pity party. She says, and they're not his problem. Your problem is Dawson. But he's just a ghost. 
because she picked you, Pacey, and now he has to deal with it. I don't know. So now we cut to the Yacht Club, and the woman that interviewed Joey is telling her that all the receipts that she uh, cashed out were signed by Owen Ross. And she's like, yeah, what about it? (laughs) And she says, if you were such good friends with the family, then you would know that they're in Paris until after the first of the year. And then Joey's eyes get like really wide. And she says, that doesn't make any sense. And she says, Mrs. Valentine. So now we find out her name. She says, Mrs. Valentine, he was here. I served him. He was very rude. (laughs) And (laughs) Mrs. Valentine tells Joey that this isn't going to work out, Joey. And now Owen Ross walks in and says, actually, mom, the Ross kid was here. She's like, I saw him with my own two eyes. Does she call him Drew by his name here? I don't remember. She says something like, I'm in the middle of something. So then he like lets her know again that Owen Ross was there. And he says, I think you need to commend Joey on how she handled him because that guy can be real high maintenance. So then Joey goes out and finds Drew hosing down a boat. And she's like, what the fuck just happened in there? (laughs) And he says, can you just cool your jets? I think I just saved your job. And she says, who the hell are you? And he says, Drew Valentine. Oh, no, I guess he didn't. (laughs) I guess she didn't. Um, He says, I'm Drew Valentine. She says, but you said all that horrible stuff about your mom. And he says, well, it doesn't make it any less true. She says, well, you lied to me. And he says, no, I was playing with you. My mom told me about the new girl who knew the Rosses. And I took one look at you and I knew you lied your way into the job, which I totally dig about you, by the way. She's like, you're a freak. (laughs) And he says, so I lied about who I was. I'm actually a lot more fun. So now we cut to Dawson and Jen on the dock. And he's telling her that it's okay to be hurt. She's like, I'm not hurt, Dawson. It's just that the only real boyfriend that I ever had enlisted the help of my best friend that dumped me. I'm just angry. I was like, wow, she dated Dawson. (laughs) It's kind of like punch in the stomach. Yeah, a little bit. He says, it's not worth being angry. Point is, is if you do it right, loving someone's going to hurt. And the sooner you let yourself feel that, the sooner you'll be able to love again. She's like, I don't really need one of your sappy self-help seminars right now, Dawson. And then he tells her that he's just trying to repay the favor. She's been staged to his simpleton more times than he can count. She says, God, why didn't you just throw me into oncoming traffic? He says, because you got me through the worst of times. And he tells her that he really learned a lot from her. He learned that love can suck. Feelings change. Passions fade. Partners come and go. But that through it all, one thing remains sacred. And that's friendship. And he says, it's true, because without them this summer, he would have been a black hole of depression. She says, why do you have to be so damn earnest? I mean, it makes me want to drown you in the creek. (laughs) This is part of my charm. And then Jack just appears out of nowhere. And they both apologize to one another. And um, she says, I really didn't need you to tell me the bad news. I needed you to be my shoulder. And then they hug it out. So that's all taken care of. They're all friends again. Yeah. (laughs) Wrapped up in a pretty little bell. (laughs) See what happens when you communicate people friendship. Yeah. I, you know what? I do think Jack did it the right way though. Like he was trying to tell her in a way that wouldn't be so hard because, because he's like friends with Henry and he's best friends with Jen and he's just trying to make it not so hard on her. But I think she obviously wouldn't be as mad at him as she would be with Jack or uh, with Henry. Right. But um, she's right though. Like I wouldn't want somebody telling me being the messenger and telling me bad news because then that makes me look at you. Like, I don't want to talk to you right now. 
Like you're you're the one giving me the bad information. I don't want to talk to you right now. You know, I'd don't rather shoot from the... the messenger, but I'm gonna shoot the messenger. <laughs> yeah, I she even says that I think, but I would rather hear from the person. Like you're even saying earlier, like tell me to my face, so like I can take my anger out on the right person. <laughs> right. It does. It makes it harder when the person who's not telling you the information is not in front of you, because then you're like, it's called like, um, what's the word? Transgression. Mm. No, like you're like you're putting your anger on someone else. I can't think of it. I don't know. Um, anyway. I don't know. Misplaced anger. <laughs> yes, that's it. Misplaced anger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there might be another term for it, but that's all I got is misplaced anger. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Oh, Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> all right. So now we're at the dock with Pacey and Joey's sitting on his boat waiting for him. And he goes, there's my girl. And he says, you're not liking me so much, are you? She's like, no, not so much. No, not at all. And he tells her that Gretchen told him that talking to your girlfriend about your problem isn't a bad idea. She says, nice to know someone in the Witter family can boast a brain cell or two. <laughs> and he says, you're not going to make this easy, are you? <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I like to make things as difficult as possible sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. That's okay, though. So he says... So where do I start? And then he says, you, Josephine Potter, have absolutely wrecked me in the best possible way because I fell in love with you knowing that there was never any possibility of being with you, knowing full well that a sizable chunk of your heart would always be wrapped up in our friend Dawson. This, all this dialogue that he says to her, it's so unnecessary. <laughs> like, it's so unnecessary. Because he brings... trying to, like, build his point. I don't know. Ugh, whatever. I thought it was so stupid. Like, he's bringing up Dawson again. Oh. So, he says, and that much was actually okay with me. Right up until the point you chose me. Because then you just turned everything on its head. And I got everything I wanted. And from that day forward, I've just been a wreck. She's like, why? He says, because now all I can do is wait for you to realize what a big mistake you've made. And that I'm just going to be a big disappointment. And that Dawson is the guy that you want to be with she says what does dawson have to do with you screwing up at school i'd be like yeah exactly like what does he have to do with it <laughs> and he says nothing and everything dawson leary would never have screwed up like i did she says yeah you're right you know what else dawson wouldn't do he would never inspire me to run away with him for the summer we had a magic summer pacey she says don't you see we're creating our own history here that has nothing to do with dawson and he goes, well, that's a nice way of looking at it. And it was kind of like a nice uh, throwback to um, Stolen Kisses when they were at Aunt Gwen's. And she tells him that um, they have to create their own history. Like she she says the same exact thing. She says, but this is where it gets rough. We spent three months in the sea, but we didn't even come close to weathering the storm. <laughs> oh, that's like a popular line from the, from the episode too. We ran away and made our own reality, but... He says it couldn't last forever. She says, then it shouldn't. It's about the details that define us, the moments. And he says he's really scared and that he thinks he's going to flunk out of high school and he needs her help. And now he's like kind of crying. And he's freaking out. She's like, that's all you needed to say, Pacey. She says, whatever it takes, we're going to fix it. Everything's going to be okay. And he says, how can you be so sure? She says, I'm not going anywhere without you. And then they like start making out. And he says, Potter. How come you're so much smarter than I am? 
And she says, I'm not that much smarter, Pace. You just happen to be a little emotionally retarded. (laughs) And he says, is that it? That's such a load off my mind. So that makes him feel better. And he says, let's go make out some more. She says, sounds romantic. He says, well, you're far too cynical for my romantic overtures. She says, doesn't mean you don't earn points for trying. And he says, oh, come on, you love me. She says, you bug me. And then they walk into the darkness together. And then they jump into the lake (laughs) to their death. (laughs) To the creek, to their death. (laughs) And that's the end of the episode. It ended with the two of them again. And next week, it's uh, episode three, The Two Gentlemen of Cape Side. So, I don't know. It was just a lot of crybaby Pacey again. And I felt like Andy was hardly in the episode. I see where they're going with her character now because they're sort of like writing her off the show. We will be, yeah. Uh, and Pacey is building this new like relationship with Gretchen. And um, I don't know, Jamie, but if next week Pacey gets all angry at Joey again for no reason, <laughs> I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> Oh, gosh. (laughs) I don't remember what the episode is about, though. But I did watch the opening scene, and I kind of got an idea, but I don't remember any of it, so. But yeah, any uh, final thoughts, Jamie? No, I mean, I came into this assuming I was going to have to, like, come to Pacey's defense just a little bit. (laughs) But um, I'm trying my best to try to remember how the season goes i blew through it so fast the first time that i watched it mm-hmm. that i know that i liked it until i got to the end and then i was ready to throw arms because pacey does kind of piss you off at one point but again we're back into this character development thing so it just sometimes it happens um but i'm excited to see where it goes i'm always excited to see where it goes i'm ready <laughs> yeah i have nothing really else to say i think i just said it all but yeah. I'm with you. I um I don't remember a lot of this season at all. And it's weird because I really did enjoy it when I was younger, when I first watched it. But it's been years since I watched the show. So it is, it, it like I say, a million times. It's literally like watching it for the first time. But it's amazing, Jamie, that we watched three seasons of the show already and <laughs> recapped it. So I don't know. We're just trucking along. I know. It's just funny to me. It's like, (laughs) it's, and it's funny to see how the characters are so like up and down (laughs) and how like, I like one character. I still, I still don't have anything against Joey Potter though. (laughs) No, Joey's perfect. Yeah. Um, I did want to read a sweet tweet that um, Mrs. Witt 8082, which I have to tell you, I love those numbers because 8082 are my numbers except mine's eight to 80 because i was born august 2nd 1980 so i wonder if hers is i wonder if she's a leo i'll have to ask her but she um she left us a tweet last week and she said a great episode of creek talk pod to start the day you guys just keep getting better and somehow even funnier hope you're doing okay jamie sending virtual hug i thought that was sweet that is very sweet thank you um i'm alive and kicking (laughs) yeah we just keep getting really nice tweets and comments on our socials and we appreciate it so much so we do we love you guys keep it up we appreciate it um oh that's what i was gonna say we actually hit over 1000 followers on instagram yay thank you guys we love you you're the best i couldn't believe it i was like wow it's amazing so it's great i don't know i'm so proud of it because it is hard doing all that stuff (laughs) 
Um, but with that, we can end the, we can end the episode. It's been a day, Jamie. Let's it just call it a night. Day. We got through yeah. that episode pretty fast. We did pretty good. Yeah, we did pretty good. I'm a bit tired. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. I feel like tomorrow's Tuesday. That means the next day is Wednesday. Then yes. the next day is Thursday, and then the next day is Friday. <laughs> And then I'm so glad weekend. you know you know your days of the week, Stephen. I'm so proud. I know makes me proud too. Um, but why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? My bookstagram, uh, which is still currently on hiatus. Sorry, guys. It is at jlover underscore. No. Book- nope, that's not right. At jlin <laughs> underscore book lover. <laughs> I don't even know my own handle. Ah, that's funny. Uh, and. If- and if you want to follow us on instagram you can find us at creek talk podcast and on twitter at creek talk pod and if you want to send us any feedback or any type of story that we can read on our next episode send that to creek talk podcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and we also have a new Facebook group you can join. And if you are feeling generous, you can give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just click our link tree in any of our bios and you'll find everything listed under there. But for now, we just want to say thank you for listening. We hope you have a great weekend. Yes. And we'll see you next week with an all-new episode of Creek we Talk Talk. so cheesy we are cheesy but it's fun cheesing cheese with the crackers cheese with the crackers (laughs) i'm stopping okay Talking about Dawson's Creek.